All right, welcome on in, everyone, to episode 16 of Talk is Cheap. Joe and Jordan with you here as we are every week, and Jordan, it's it's here. Finally, football is here. Training camp is this week, and this is the last Monday. We're recording this on a Monday. We won't talk about football, really have football to talk about until after the Super Bowl. It's a great feeling. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got, what, six months now straight? That's right. Football, All actual football. football going on on the field, not like... Uh, you know, us talking about what might happen over here. You know, we, we at least have something to go off of. Uh, granted, it's training camp coming up. You know, this isn't regular season games, but you get an idea at training camp of what you have, what kind of stuff, what kind of talent there is on that field, where the holes are. We're really going to see how this Giants team starts to take shape, and it'll be interesting because there's a lot question marks. There are, and we're going to get into them here, get into what we're excited about, who we're watching in training camp, and we're going to have a special guest. For the first time for you on Talk is Cheap, a special guest, New York Giants cornerback Prince of Mookamore is going to be with us in a few minutes on this episode of Talk is Cheap, so we'll get to Prince in a few minutes. Before well, we tell do... Us, well, tell us what he's excited for right, in training camp, we got what he's looking for this season. Hopefully yeah, definitely. healthy, ready to play, and, and he'll be a big part of, of this defense here. They need him to be. Of course. Yeah. New defensive coordinator, Spagnuolo back, and Prince will be back. So we'll talk to Prince in a few minutes. Right now, though, Jordan, what what are you watching for? What are you most excited to see and, and paying attention to when camp opens the position groups? I mean, there's so yeah, many there's, question there's marks. Competition. I mean, there's a usually you know usually it's a hollow word. You know, the, right. this guy. Every team has. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, we, we we strive for competition, but you know that you know Tom Brady's going to be your quarterback. There's no competition. And Darrell Revis is sure. going to be your starting cornerback. Like these those things are set in stone. JJ yeah. Watt's going to start on the defensive line. As Chip line. Kelly likes to say. The depth chart is written in sand. The Giants' depth chart, really, half the depth chart might be written in sand because there's so many positions where there is serious competition for starting roles. And the waves and, washed it away after yeah, that. Yeah. One, you can start, I mean, offensive line, you can start right there because you look, right tackle. The Giants don't have a, a set-in-stone right tackle right now. We don't know how their offensive line is going to shake out. Eric Flowers, yes, he's on the left side. They're going to give him every opportunity to be their left tackle after Will B got injured this spring. But that left a gaping hole at right tackle. Right. Because that's where they were preferably going to put uh, Eric Flowers and have Justin Pugh at left guard. Let so, Flowers ease in, rookie yeah, year. Yeah, ease in. I mean, that be, he's more better, probably better run blocker at this point. Uh, more refined, it's the less technique mm-hmm. of the two, so he would have probably fared better there. But now, straight to the fire for him. Right side offense tackle, Marshall Newhouse, Brandon Mosley. Can either of them get the job done? If not, we'll see. We're going to probably see a, a shift to the line. Uh, Jeff Schwartz, he's an option over there, maybe. Uh, Justin Pugh, he could be an option over there if the Giants don't like what they have at the right tackle position. When it comes to the offensive line, Jordan, how many weeks should Giants fans give it before they start to get really worried? Like, if, you, if you're reporting week two into this training camp, right before the first preseason game, that they're shifting it around, is that a reason to worry? Or do we have to give them almost all of August to figure this Last out? Last season, it was a major, major problem that 10 days or two weeks before the season started... Right. They had to reshift the whole line. They had two two new guards all of a sudden. After if you don't have everything set in stone by that third preseason game, you're in trouble. And it showed the Lions game to start the year. The Lions got, game, they, they the line destroyed. was a disaster. Yeah. They got demolished. They 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 were totally overmatched, and you kind of knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. Like it was expected. Anyone that was surprised by that just wasn't paying attention because it was right there for you to see. You can't all of a sudden have two new st- two new starting guards. 
you know, 10 days before the regular season begins. It's a lot of overhaul. It is. I mean, yeah. it's too much. So you'll have to give them some time. But there is that. I think there is that jumping off point. You have to say, you, you know. got to have right tackle settled. you got to have it settled by that third preseason game. It's got to be – got to have the guy that you want in there settled in that spot. Because that's a spot, offensive line in particular, where, where you need guys to be in unison and you need them to play as a group. So offensive line, I think, is the obvious concern, the obvious position group we're going to watch here when training camp opens. What's another one of you? Maybe, maybe not as big of a concern. Tight ends is interesting. Look, we're talking about the back ends of the tight ends. As long as Larry Donnell is healthy, he'll probably be the starter. Daniel Fells is probably their best blocker, so he has a role. You know, But there's some young tight ends there, and Adrian Robinson running out of chances. Uh, this is, what, his fourth year or whatever? I feel has, like he's been there forever. Yeah, has five career catches, so... You know, this is it for him. He's got to really have a strong, strong summer. But there's some interesting uh, options behind him. Young guys: Jerome Cunningham, uh, Will Ty, uh, Matt Lacoste. These are guys that Lacoste, in particular, to me, is and Cunningham are two guys that have potential and will be worth watching this summer. And then, hey, go straight to wide receiver. So, got must watch wide receiver Victor Cruz. Right. What are we going to see from Victor Cruz this year? Uh, we want to see Odell Beckham on the field. That's really going to be the biggest thing maybe this summer. Is Odell Beckham going to be healthy? That's uh, oh, utmost priority to this team. And that Odell Beckham is fine, ready to go week one and can play 16 games. Well, that's their strength. I mean, on offense, that's going to be their strength. Those, If those two receivers are out there and healthy, I think we all could say with conviction the Giants are going to score a lot of points. And if yeah. they're not, they're going to struggle. If Victor Cruz is back there and back anywhere near his old form and Odell Beckham's out there, if the Giants aren't scoring points, we're going to be pointing that finger at the quarterback very hard. And people are going to be like, what the heck is wrong with Eli Manning? Because right. those are two serious targets. Beckham is on the verge of becoming a star. At least last year's rookie year showed he was going to be a star. I mean, 1,300-plus yards and 12 touchdowns as a rookie. We, yeah, we talk about this every week because it's still just so amazing. So, And then, hey, go to the defensive side of the ball. Every position on the defensive side of the ball is interesting. you got left defensive end. You, you have Robert Ayers, uh, George Selvey. Oh, uh, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name. I think it's Odizzy, Zuwa. Yeah, maybe, but I, you know, <laughs> we'll find I'm not, not going to dare go that we, way. We need to find out before the season starts. Yeah. That, that's on us. I think you're pretty close from what I've been told. But even the Giants front office people, they're sticking with Oa. And you got the linebacker crew, the weak side linebacker. JT Thomas looks like the guy, uh, but we'll see. John B, John Beeson, middle linebacker. Can he stay healthy? Safety, another one, huge, huge void. Uh, who's going to start there? No career starts. I mean, they brought in Jeremy Miles last week, right. a veteran who has at least started some games. So, cornerback, hey, we got two guys who we know are going to be the starters when you have DRC and Prince as long as they're healthy. Uh, the slot is a bigger question mark, but that, that's uh, Tremaine McBride, the favorite there. Uh, Josh Gordy and Mike Harris, the other options. That's something to watch, but at least you know, hey, the cornerbacks, that should be the strength of this defense. You know, when you think about it, it's a passing league now, and the Giants, if they're healthy, their strength on offense is their two-star receivers, and their strength on defense really should be their two-star cornerbacks because they paid right. I mean, they paid DRC a lot. And I thought he was pretty good last year. Banged up a little bit, but he played, and he played pretty well. And then before he got he hurt. it out. I give him credit for that. There's a knock on DRC. Yeah. Was he could float, and he could. But, right. you know there what? was he that actually, for a long time. Yeah, but he actually, last year, at least made you think that they're going in the, he was going in the other direction in that regard because he toughed it out. He really played I mean, I don't know percent-wise, but 
I'd say less than 50%. Every game it seemed like he was questionable, but he played. And I talked to Eagles fans. He couldn't like, finish. He couldn't play every single down. Right. Because he was, you know, that's how banged up he was. The Giants wouldn't even ask him to do that. That's what it was at the, that point. Eagles fans were like, yeah, DRC, he's soft. But he wasn't. He wasn't soft at all no, last, last year. year. No, so he's he's going to be good, hopefully, if he's healthy. And the other side, of course, Prince of Mukamura, who we both say was playing really well last he's year. a great year. And then he got really hurt in that was. Monday night game against the Colts. I remember I was there with you guys at the game. I was there in the press box and down in Coughlin's press conference after the game. He he was visibly upset. Yeah, like because he, he said he was having, he was he playing so well against the run, against the pass. Uh, you know, he was even had a bunch of inter- a couple interceptions, which was always the knock on him. Right. You know, his hands. Uh, he was really looked like he had turned the corner to become a really good player, possibly even a Pro Bowl caliber. Player. And the Giants are going to need him, and he's healthy now, and hopefully he's going to have a big year. So we're going to bring him on right Let's now. Bring him on, Brinson Mukamura joining us right here on Talk Is Cheap. Right, we're going to welcome on in our special guests for our episode 16 of Talk is Cheap. We have with us Giants cornerback Prince Amukamura. Uh, happy to have him on as we get set for training camp. Prince, how are you today, bud? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing great. Happy to have you. Excited for camp here. And I know Giants fans are going to be happy and uh, excited to hear your voice. And uh, Let's start with this, and then we'll get into some football questions. How are you feeling? Uh, end of the season with an injury last year. You're feeling good, ready to go when camp opens? I'm feeling great, man. Um, I don't feel no pain, no injuries. Just ready, ready to to get started. You know, it's crazy. You look at the secondary now, and it's—I I mean, you're like the old man in the secondary, not necessarily age, but you—you know—you're the longest ten, tenured guy in the secondary at this point. Uh, is this how, how much does that change your role? Is it a different? Is this a different role for Prince? And what are your—you know—what are you looking at for this season now? Um. I would say it changes my role in a sense. In in a sense, I'm, I'll probably just be a little bit more vocal because my 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 voice does probably does have have a little bit more weight because I have been there the longest. But um, each year, I'm always looking forward to improving my play. And um, but I would say just with the with the years, like you said, I would say my my leadership on the team is probably just naturally in, increasing. I mean, that, that that's a big role for you then this year. I mean, this is this is obviously a big year for you, we you know, with the contract and stuff. But as a as a veteran player now, what do you – you're, what, three – you know, right now is – today's Monday. Uh, you're – today's Monday or Tuesday? I'm already confused. Today's Monday. Today's you're, Monday. Monday's coming okay, up on so a Tuesday. Friday, you'll be there. It's coming up. Camp's coming so up. three days you got to report to camp as a veteran player – what is it like for you? What do you what, what kind of feelings do you have going into camp? And and, and what do you are know are you excited? And if so, what is it about it that excites you? That's a good question. So so yeah, I, I would say each year my my emotions change um, re- regarding uh, attending camp. So so my first year, uh, I, I didn't know what to what to expect, uh, and and I held out uh, a little bit. So and and so I was just. I was, I just wanted to be accepted, and um, <clears throat> I was like nervous of like meeting Eli. Like, how am I gonna act and stuff, weird stuff <laughs> like that. But but uh, but now, like now, it's like it's my fifth year, and um, and and it's my contract year. So so the 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 feeling is a little different. But um, I'm just gonna approach camp. Like, like I'm just trying to win, 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 win a starting job, and um, and just help it improve this defense. I mean, going, going to the, not going to the playoffs. The ever, ever since we went to the Super Bowl in 2011, 
I mean, it sucks. And um, I know your organization wants to get back there. More importantly, our team and um, and and our head coach and our coaches want want to get back there. So just trying to improve myself and, and help uh, improve everybody else too. Prince, this is your fifth year, but your first year with a new defensive coordinator. What kind of challenges does that bring? Now with Steve Spagnolo and, and no longer Perry Fuel, we hear about this all the time, how it's difficult for teams sometimes to go to a new defense. But how about you as an individual, as a corner? Is it a big transition or not as big as it might be for some guys at different at other positions? Man, so uh, the change, I, I think with the change of coordinators, I, I like the, like that's my first change since since I've been in the league, so I, it, it was kind of good in a sense. I get to learn a new playbook and experience what that change looks like. Because I look at a, I look at a guy like Darrell Revis, who's been on um, three teams in the last I don't know like four years or whatever, and he's and he's still like his play is, it has it has continued to to have gone up, and he keeps falling and stuff like that. And I'm thinking this guy has like three different playbooks, and he's still balling out like that so um so to experience the change here and and learn a new language and, and new plays um it, it's been a great challenge but back to your co- your first question uh i don't think it's i don't think it's different for a corner i think um cover one cover two cover three cover four i think that's all universal um for corners and by saying universal i'm, I'm meaning like any corner could go on the field and you and you and you tell him, hey, hey, we're in cover two. He right. doesn't even he doesn't even need to know the play. You just tell him, hey, we're in cover two. He knows he has flats. Or hey, hey, we're in cover one. You know he knows that he man. Hey, we're in cover three. So I think like in in that sense, like I could be a quote unquote dummy and not know and and not know what's going on. But if the safety just tells me the coverage, I can play it. Now what gets the what, where the confusion comes in is when. There's motion, and then there's checks, and and you're not calling those numbers. You're you're calling something um, a color. So, so that's what I mean. Like the, right. the language changes, but the the, the scheme the scheme is, is all kind of the same. You know, I spoke to Mark Herzlick recently, and and what he said was. Uh, he thinks it's a good thing that there's all this change. You know, you have a new offensive coordinator on the other side. This is his second year. You have a defensive coordinator, and that this was kind of needed for this team because. Look, you had that success in 2011. You won the Super Bowl, but the last couple of years it's sort of been like, you know, well, we did it this. We're doing it this way because we did it that way in 2011. You know, that that was the way that worked for us in the past, and that maybe it was time to to shake it up and do things maybe a little differently. That that maybe it was just better for the, with new guys, new players, just to have that different group do it in a different way. That maybe you know that. This wasn't the same guys that there was there in 2011. So necessarily, what you did then might not be the best for what is now. Do you sense that? And uh, you know, how much different is this group? Um, this group is, is different. When you say different, you're comparing it to the 2011 team. Yeah, the one, the one, the one, the, you know, the, the Super Bowl team. Um, yeah, I would say. I mean, this group is different. I mean, uh, I would say a lot less. Veteran guys like like that Super Bowl team like we had Chase Blackburn we had Justin Tuck we had OC we had Corey Webster we had Aaron Ross we had Deion Grant we had Antrell like you think of like those are all like guys who who put in years into um, into into the NFL and, and and they have all that experience and stuff like that but but now I mean I was like the most experienced guys I think um, on our on our defense is like a. Um, I think Colin Jenkins and uh, and a John Beeson and and DRC is, is getting up there too. So, 
so I would say there's not a lot of experience, but you do have a lot of young and 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 hungry guys um, just were willing to rise up to the challenge. So I would say it's different in, in that aspect. For that reason, though, you think it's good to have all these changes and, and to do things differently. Um, I mean, I don't know what the what 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 needs to be fixed, but I would yeah, I would agree. Like change change is definitely not always not always bad. And um and and that's how it is with these with these owners. If if one thing's not not getting it done, then um then yeah we have to. <laughs> I mean we have to try to fix it. I mean the time the the time to win is now. So uh, I, I I mean I I can see why like these these owners are are wanting to to find um, a fix. But even though I mean if we, if we want to be honest, even our 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 defense we were. Our defense in 2011, we were playing great towards the end, but we weren't. We I don't think we were a top ten defense on paper, uh, but um, I think two years ago, two years ago we were um, a top ten defense. Yeah, you're eighth, eighth or ninth. Yeah. So, yeah. So it so it's like so no one knows what the uh, <laughs> what the what the problem is for not for not winning, but. Um, but yeah, and, and I'm sure, and I'm sure, like injuries and all that, all that come in, all that come into play. But no matter what, it's still not an excuse. Prince, you mentioned injuries. Now you were injured towards the end of last season, but the team played very well the last, I'd say, six weeks of the year. Uh, your team started to play well and, and actually win some games. Can you carry that over? Is that real? I mean, we talk about that a lot. Where you know, sometimes teams finish hot and then they carry it over, and then sometimes it doesn't carry over. Can you you think you can carry over momentum one season to the next, or is this brand new? And when you hit the field on Friday, that's it. It uh, I think that depends because I think we, I think we have to find out like who who's carrying the momentum. Is it the team carrying the momentum, or is it? I mean, is it like the organization carrying the momentum? Like, is it the Giants or and and their history, or is it the players? Because the players are going to change. And like so, so like last year, I don't. I mean, we don't have the same roster as we did as we did last year. So, um, and so I think we we just have to re-gel um, that that whole bond and, and 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 chemistry that that we started forming that we started forming last year. Like I wasn't part of that. I wasn't part of that team the, the last eight games. So now I get added to the mix, and, and so does Beeson. So it's it's just like um, it's just all about re-gelling. And and that's what training camps for is regelling and, and building that community that that communication and chemistry. All right, so we're gonna do a little quick hitters here. We're gonna we're gonna give you either you know uh, a sentence with a, with a fill in the blank, or we're gonna you know give you uh, you know a statement. And you give a one one word or one sentence answer. You ready for like six gotcha. or seven quick hitters? What do you look forward to the most for training camp? Guarding Odell and Victor. What don't you look forward to most at training camp? Guarding Odell. <laughs> <laughs> I knew when I was saying that, I was setting you up for that, actually. <laughs> the biggest difference for the Giants this year will be? Uh, the biggest difference, you said? Yes, biggest difference for the Giants in 2015 will be? Having Odell and Victor play, play, play together for, yeah, play together. Keep your eye on what player? What players should we keep our eye on that maybe we were not thinking about? Ooh, um, Landon Collins. Biggest trash talker in that defensive backs room is? On the field or off the field? Uh, Both. Let's, yeah, let's start with on the field. 
on the field biggest trash truck on a defensive room would be because DRC is kind of quiet, isn't he? In that he regard, he is quiet. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's tough. Uh, I'll say Shockey Brown. Yeah, what about off the field? It's got to be Shockey off the field too, right? Yeah, I'd say me. You. You. Oh, we got the trash talk on the podcast this week. Because <laughs> I've heard, I've heard Shockey talk about LeBron James, and that guy, man, he he really oh, he really pumps it up to level like seven thousand when you talk about LeBron. There. Yeah, it's not even it's not even LeBron James. It's just anything. He'll go from LeBron James, then he'll talk about the dream team of of before will beat this year's dream team, <laughs> and stuff like that, and then he'll just talk about anything. There's no in between there. Expectations for 2015 are Ooh. winning. Um, man, I said winning Super Bowl 50. How many interceptions will Prince of Mukamara have? And I know that's something no, you, you. I know that's something you you put a lot of st- uh, stock into. You know, improving your ball skills. How many? How, what's that going to pay off with? How many interceptions? Man, I'll say double digits. Double digits. I like that confidence there, Prince. Yeah, double digits, and I think Prince of Mukamara is going to have a mighty fine payday in the offseason. Yeah, I would say so. Prince, uh, let's wrap with this. Tell us if you can give us a scoop. If you don't know yet, that's okay. But Tom Coughlin, he always gives you guys uh, you know, a slogan or you know, to go into camp with. And we, it was bur- Burn the Boats last year. Do you know what it is for this year yet? I think. I, I want to say it was Embrace the Grind. Yeah, Embrace the Grind. You got the T-shirts floating embrace around. Embrace the Grind. Around. They were floating around the locker room this spring. You mentioned Beckham and Cruz a couple times. It seems like that's something you're really excited about. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. So I mean, I like I, I trained with Cruz for one day down in down in Arizona, and um and he and he just came in for a day because he was in town. And I'm and I'm telling you, this guy looks. I'm telling and, and remember what I said. This guy looks faster. Now than he did before, and, wow. and, I was, and I was just looking at him. I was like, "Man, how is this possible? It, it could be that, or it could be I'm, I haven't seen him run in a long time, and he just and he just looks crisp." But I like I keep telling him, "Man, you look faster. You look faster," and stuff like that. Like he looks, he looks so good, so polished. He doesn't he does not look he um doesn't look like he he missed he missed a step. He, he's He's, I, I, so we're writing this. I'm writing this down right now, and I'm going to make sure to come back to you. You know, we're going to check out your prediction skills come December, and we're going to check out how Prince of Mukamara does ten interceptions, and Victor Cruz is faster than last year. That's pretty good. I like the Giants' chances if that's the case. Yeah, me too. I right think now. everyone's going to Prince. I think everyone's <laughs> going to like their chances. Okay, good. We appreciate it, Prince. Thanks for the time, man, and uh, we'll see you out there later this week. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Good luck, Prince. Stay healthy. Have a good season. All right. Thanks to Prince for joining us there. Great spot with him. Wow. And he has some great stuff to say. Yeah, that's bold. I mean, hey, double-digit interceptions. I like the confidence, He will be a very, very rich man if that happens. I mean, this is his contract year. Uh, but you know he, he he's already a good player, right? And he, he can really add that part to his game. He can really become, in my opinion, an, an all pro, pro at least a pro ball player, yeah. maybe even an all pro. And it would change because he's such team. a difference maker against the run, in my opinion. No, he's as a, a really good, yeah, really. There's good. very few cornerbacks I've seen play the run as well as him. There's very few cornerbacks willing to play the run. He's that one is that true. is willing to go up there and make a tackle. The, the downside is that could also be 
partially why he's had trouble staying healthy. I think it if is. you play that physical, it's hard to stay healthy in this league. I mean, you, you know, these are big – running backs are big, strong guys. There's a lot of big guys out there. You, you absorb those hits, it's difficult. Right. Dude. And the other side of that, guys like Deion Sanders or Sante Samuel, they weren't shy about not yeah. going near the running back. Well, maybe it helped them be, right. be, be healthy in a way. So it's a give or take. But – Ten interceptions, Giants certainly would sign for that right now. Anything more than that, forget about it. They would. I mean, so Prince feels confident. He told us he's healthy and he's ready to go. No pain at all. So now he transitions here into this new defense. Hopefully he has all those interceptions. But aside from just what he told us about himself, what was really interesting there was how he was talking just with just excitement about not only playing with, but also in practice playing against the two Giants. It it wasn't just Cruz. It was Beckham and Cruz. And the fact that he's actually seen Victor Cruz, you know, not many. We, we've seen him run on the side and, you know, do a little practice. We've heard during, the updates. During OTAs and minicamp. And you see him on, on Instagram uh, and, and Twitter or wherever he's posting videos of him working out. But to hear Prince, who spent the day with him and out in Arizona, a lot of these guys go out in Arizona, by the way. It's a place to go. Yeah, it's a great place. <laughs> I can see why they go to Arizona. Yeah. But to say that he thinks he's even faster than he was before, if that's the case and he's able to to bring that to the game setting, look out, league, because if Victor Cruz is even near last year, forget better, and he's playing with a healthy Odell Beckham, whoa, this could be this could be a, a really really lethal offense and a, a deadly passing attack. It can be. That was the part of our spot there with Prince that really struck me when he said Cruz looks faster because I think at this point we're all wondering what is going to be September, what is going to be an opening night in Dallas. But if he looks faster right now, that means he's at least on schedule, if not ahead of schedule. Yeah, as a Giants fan, you have to be excited to hear that right. because I'll be honest with you, I've been very, I wouldn't say pessimistic, but very cautious with saying that Victor Cruz is going to be the same player that he was before. You're reserving excitement. Just because you don't really know. It's such an unusual injury. There's so many, so few, not so many, so few guy, skill position players who have had this injury, that, and, and then to see guys come back and be successful after this injury, a guy, a skill position player like him, playing in the slot, needs to be shifty and cut quickly. That's his whole game. That's his yeah. game. So I've been very reserved and cautious when people talk about Victor Cruz because I just don't feel like I know. But now we have somebody who's seen him, and he's pretty much blown away by what he's, what he's seen. I mean, these guys are generally optimistic because you go into a season, there's no reason if you're going to compete for you to go in with a defeatist attitude. But for him to be that optimistic, if you're a Giants fan, you had to perk up to hear that. You I mean, it's to. just exciting. Yeah, it is. And because the Giants need him, and if he's at this spot now before – I mean, we're still in July here. August is coming around on, on Saturday. But if he's in this spot in July, I think it has to make everyone out there listening feel good about opening night in Dallas and what they could potentially have out there because – I'm with you. I, I was it's almost seven reserving weeks now. It's seven, seven weeks. weeks I think now. So That's I was good. almost reserving excitement for what this passing game could be until we saw Cruz on the field. But now you have a teammate who's worked out with him, and it's not just saying I heard this. He worked out with him. That's a different. That's a different. And story. It's not just saying he looked good. He was genuinely. You could tell Prince was genuinely blown yeah. away by what he saw when he was, was working. I don't out think with he. Ex- it seemed like he didn't expect it. Yeah, exactly. He he. You know, he probably was cautiously optimistic yeah. as well about Victor Cruz because. You know, even these guys, most of these guys don't know much about this injury. It's not an injury. It's not like the ACL where half these guys have had it. Right, they look around the league, they talk to a guy in the league, oh yeah, he had that, he yeah. came back. This one is unknown. The Giants actually had two guys in the locker room. One was Zach Bowman, okay. who wasn't a speedster in the first place, a cornerback, more of a physical cornerback. Yeah. He had come back from it earlier in his career. 
And, and he played uh, a while, right? He was a, it was a pretty he wasn't a he wasn't a young guy, so he had a pretty decent career, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he had it when he was younger, so he had a That's what career. I mean. Yeah, so he came back and continued yeah, to play. He did. And uh Sue Harris, Marcus Harris also, wide receiver who uh, he had it when he was in high school, so he actually came back and made it to this point of his career where he was almost on the verge of starting for the Giants right. last year. Now he had microfracture so surgery. Cool. Now, but both so of those them two guys played a while after. Back. Yeah. Uh, so you know there is things now that are popping up that you're like, hey, there are reasons for optimism. But I still would suggest move, proceeding with caution until we see it, until we see it in games, until he takes some hits. Until you know, you just got to see it in a game setting, and sometimes it's just different when you're practicing and when you're on when you're on the field in games. It is, and it's funny because we're talking about two guys, Prince of Mukamura, who joined us here, and then talking about Victor Cruz. Both come both come back from major injuries and need to be good for the Giants. And I feel like we say that about every team in the NFL, but the Giants. I mean, the Eagles obviously too, but the Giants are one of those teams that they have so many guys that they need to come back from injury and play well. And if they do. It changes everything about the way you think of the Giants. I mean, I think they could be pretty good, but if those guys are all at the top of their game, they'll be really good. That's what I, I almost expected him when I said the biggest difference for the Giants this year will be. I thought he was going to say we're going to stay healthy. Yeah, because yeah, they just haven't been able to stay healthy the last. No, it's couple been an years. epidemic almost. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's different theories floating around about why that is, but hey, the the facts are the facts at this point, and it's that the Giants have not been healthy, and they need to, whatever they're doing. They need to either change it or just change their luck, one or the other, or both, a combination of both, really, uh, and, and have a much healthier season. And if they do, and those two guys in particular, obviously the quarterback, I mean, the, anyone loses their starting quarterback, you could basically throw out the, you know, all right. the all Luckily the, for the all Giants. preseason guys and then the book. That seems to never happen for the Giants. That's the yeah. one, It's almost like Uh-oh. that. I, I know, I'm going to ruin it. But that's almost like their blessing in. and their curse, right? Like they lose everybody else, but they keep their quarterback. Yeah, it's true. But, hey, that's the number one yeah. priority, I would, I, I, at least in my book. No, I, I agree. Mean, no matter who your quarterback is, you can't lose your starting quarterback. It just sets everybody back. But there's definitely something to be optimistic about moving forward here with this season, especially after hearing that. Now you want to get out there. Get out there. You get there Thursday. They report Friday. You get on the field, and you get to see Victor Cruz. If not Friday, soon, because I don't think they're going to put him on puppy. Look, this guy, it's been over nine months since he suffered the injury. It was he October, injury yeah. Early October. Uh, so that we're at over nine months now. And, uh, you know, this injury was supposed to take six to nine months, so he's beyond that. I think he's at the point where they're going to put him out there on the field to practice. They're not, they're not going to go full go and make him not go out there every him, right. single day and push it and put him in all preseason games and all that stuff. But I think he'll be out there, if not at the beginning of camp, sometime early in camp, and he'll be practicing, and we're going to get a chance to see what Victor Cruz looks like with our own eyes. And if it's anything like Princeton Mukarar is going to say, it's going to be uh, – uh, the, the reasons for optimism are going to spike very soon. I agree. The expectations around the Giants will change quickly if we watch that look, the first or second preseason yeah. game and they're both out there and people they're both going to rave about that offense. Right. You know, people are going to start really – people have already predicted that all – the, all the predictions you see about the Giants pretty much say the offense is going to score points, they're going to put up points. And that's the way they ended last season. Right. And, and people want to see with, that momentum. And that's with Victor Cruz, people not being 100% sure that he's going to come back and be that guy that he was before. Now when there's evidence out there on the field and people are able to see it with their own eyes, I can only imagine that the expectation level is actually going to reach a different level. Yeah, this could be the exact. This could be a 180 from last training camp when all you guys reported and then we saw it in the preseason games. We saw it week one was the mess it was. This year, if they're healthy... It I, was a mess, though. Yeah, it was, no, it was, you're, and you were right. It was warranted because you could see they just weren't on the same page, most yep. of the guys. They were still learning. There was so much newness to it. 
And now it'll be the opposite. Now it'll be, watch out for this offense. When this season starts, Eli and company. If I think the story will be, if they can block for Eli, the Giants are going to score a ton of points. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the good thing is that that wasn't the, that wasn't the biggest problem last year with the offensive line. The bigger problem, more than being able to protect Eli, was their run block. Yeah. The, the pass blocking was okay. It was, you know... Look, most teams in the league don't have great pass blocking right. nowadays. Tom Brady's pass blocking actually was pretty poor by every metric you could almost look at they, last they year. They still haven't stopped. Except for sacks because he gets rid of the ball. So yeah, quick. they still haven't blocked Michael Bennett in the Super Bowl. He was yeah, in the backfield every play. But it doesn't matter. He still had a ton of yep. success. So, you know, you can scheme around it. Your quarterback can can get you out of those kind of things. Uh, and But if they do, if and Eli's the kind of guy who, who definitely thrives when he has more time. Uh, and if he does, this offense... It's gonna is gonna could be very special. Could it be could special. be. So we have training camp coming up. Thanks again to Prids for hopping on and and joining us here on episode sixteen. Another thing we want to touch on before we uh, wrap up this episode is OCU Manure, such a good giant for so long, uh, comes back to the team to sign a one day contract to officially retire as a giant. And both Jordan and I think that OC kind of underappreciated as a, a really really good player on two championship teams. Yeah, I wasn't around when OC was around, but I will tell you this: I was always look. He's a specialized player yep. in a sense. You know, he's he's a pass rusher. But in, in this league, pass rushers are valuable. And when he came when into the league, the game get, started to become more when, and more of that. Yeah, and when you can be a double digit sack guy, and you 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 use this word, he was a weapon. He, he was a weapon. It was the sack. He wasn't strip. a perfect defensive lineman. He wasn't a perfect defensive end, especially nope. for the Giants, who like their defensive ends bigger. They like him to be able to play the run better. I think that was part of the, the disconnect with the fan base. He wasn't that classic giant defensive yeah. end. Well, it might have been the disconnect with the front office eventually. Yeah, that's true. Too. That's true. <laughs> because he he was a kind of a one-dimensional player, but that's a pretty important dimension. And look, Joe, you know, you're looking at a guy who his numbers, his forced fumble numbers were off the charts. What was it, 35? Yeah. and seven, a guy who had 75 sacks in nine seasons and I mean, 35 forced fumbles? That's a stat you see for Granted, middle not linebackers. All of them, yeah, not all of them are probably came. I mean, sure, not all of them came against the pass. Right, but, but still. A quarterback, but still. That's a lot. And that's what you see for middle linebackers or safeties who are facing the run a lot. I mean, this is a guy that, I, to me, when I think of O.C., if you maybe close my eyes and think of him, I think of him running around the defensive end, strip sack, and then recovering the fumble. He did it so many times. 35 Force fumbles. I mean, if you rank, okay, this generation of Giants defensive ends is, you know, we'll put Strahan in that group because he did play with those guys. It's Strahan, and then you have Tuck, O.C., and J.P.P. How do you line them up? Strahan won. That's a, it's a good question. I mean, I think J.P.P. and Tuck were the better combined. Like, they had more of a skill set because they, they could do both. But if I need a They're sack. They're the better all-around players. Right. But the problem with both of them was that they had ups and downs in and careers. durability issues? Yeah, and Justin Tuck, for all the great things he did, and when it came to stepping up and needing him in a huge right. game, Justin Tuck was probably the best of them all. And he could play inside too. Yeah, rush from and the his inside. versatility. But he had some up and downs during he his had time. The shoulder like, he had seasons where he was sort of just you know seemed to float. Yeah, float through the season. I mean, O.C.'s a guy. He was. Just, one one trick pony, but that was a darn good trick. It's really hard to, to rank those other three guys: JPP, Tuck, and and, uh, and OC. It is. I think I would go Strahan. Strahan one, the Hall of Famer. I just I have trouble putting JPP above any of them right now until he does more. Yeah, I, I think our I'd listeners would probably, would probably last, agree with us. I'd probably go. 
Oof, Tuck and Osi are really tight when I'm having trouble I think picking I, one or the other. I think I go Tuck, but it's not a slight to Osi. I would probably only go Tuck because of what he did in those big games, yeah. namely the Super Bowls and the way he, especially the way he dominated in that the, Super Bowl Forty Two. Yeah, yeah, it was, was amazing. But uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's an interesting discussion because those are four really good defensive ends. I think any team would be happy to have any of those guys. Yeah, and it's I think it's cool to see Osi come back and retire as a Giant because yeah, he went to the Falcons for a couple of years, but he was a Giant. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt everybody yeah. knows Osi Yermanuro was a Giant. Right. Hey, an interesting story when you think about Osi was that trade with the Giants, Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. And of course, he wouldn't. They wanted Osi Yermanuro. AJ Smith would only do the deal with OC Yermanuro. Eventually, they basically swapped him out for a first round pick yep. next year, which turned out being what? Sean Merriman? Yes. Sean Merriman. So, so they got uh, their pass rusher. Yeah, but you know what? Overall, Sean, I mean, Sean Merriman was great for a couple but of he years. Got hurt. It was a real short period of time. And they had the steroid issues, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, he did. But you would, you would take OC over Sean Merriman. Of course. So it worked out for the Giants. And he Ernie, of course, you knew what he was Two doing. Two Super Bowls he got out of it with OC. So. Uh, you know, it's it's good to see him coming back to sign the one day contract and, and uh, retire as a giant. And I'm sure we'll hear from him plenty because I, uh, you know, he'll be on ESPN, Fox, or something very very soon. He'll I do well with I that. Guarantee too. it. So that's uh, that's OC coming back. And uh, thanks again to Prince Amukamura. Training camp. Let's do it. Let's do it. Football is back, folks. Next time we do this next week, we will have actual on the field football to talk about uh, and break down. And of course. Uh, again, thank you to Principal I'll be li- live from the facility. I'll be down there, and we'll, uh, we'll be checking out what's going on with the Giants on the field. Great stuff. Thanks to Jordan for being here. Thanks to all of you for listening. And once again, thanks to Prince of Mukamura for joining us on Episode 16 of Talk is Cheap. See you next time.